Hello and welcome to D&D Learning the Game. I'm your host, Jason DM, and today I'm going to be looking over feats. Now, feats in Dungeons and Dragons, when it comes to character creation, I find that a lot of new players overlook feats. So, you would be forgiven for not even realising that this was something that's part of the game and that something that your, your character can have incorporated into them from the start. So today I'm going to read over the different feats that are available to your character. So there's quite a few to get through, so I don't want to waste too much time. Um, if there's any time at the end, I may talk about some of them, but there's a lot to talk about here. So, without messing about, if you are following along through your player's handbook, it is at page 165, and I'm just starting at the bit that says feats. So, a feat represents a talent or an area of expertise that gives a character special capabilities. It embodies training, experience, and abilities beyond what a class provides. At certain levels, your class gives you the ability score improvement feature. Using the optional feats rule, you can forego taking that feature to take a feat of your choice instead. You can take each feat only once unless the feat's description says otherwise. You must meet any prerequisite specified in a feat to take that feat. If you ever lose a feat's prerequisite, you can't use that feat until you regain that prerequisite. For example, the grappler feat requires that you have a strength of 13 or higher. If your strength is reduced below 13 somehow, perhaps by a withering curse, you can't benefit from the grappler feat until your strength is restored. So it is basically instead of taking a ability score improvement, which uh, usually appears at roughly about the fourth level, maybe even second level for some characters, I can't remember off the top of my head, you can instead exchange that for a feat. So the first feat that it mentions here is alert. Always on the lookout for danger, you gain the following benefits. You gain a plus five bonus two initiative. You can't be surprised when you are conscious uh, and other creatures don't gain advantage on attack rolls against you as a result of being unseen by you. The next one is athlete. You have undergone extensive physical training to gain the following benefits. You increase your strength or dexterity score by one to a maximum of 20. And when you are prone, standing up uses only five feet of your movement. Climbing doesn't cost you extra movement and you can make a running long jump or a running high jump after moving only five feet on foot rather than 10 feet. Actor. Skilled at mimicry and dramatics, uh, you gain the following benefits. You increase your charisma score by 1 to a maximum of 20. You have advantage on charisma, deception and charisma performance checks when trying to pass yourself off as a different person. You can mimic the speech of another person or the sounds made by other creatures. You must have heard the person speaking or heard the creature make the sound for at least one minute. A successful wisdom insight check contests by your charisma deception check allows a listener to determine that the effect is faked. 
charger. When you use your action to dash, you can use a bonus action to make one melee weapon attack or to shove a creature. If you move at least 10 feet in a straight line immediately before taking this bonus action, you either gain a plus 5 bonus to the attack's damage roll if you choose to make a melee attack or hit, or push the target up to 10 feet away from you if you choose to shove and you succeed. Crossbow Expert. Thanks to extensive practice with the crossbow, you can gain the following benefits. You ignore the loading property of the cross of crossbows with which you are proficient. Being within five feet of a hostile creature doesn't impose disadvantage on your ranged attack rolls. When you use an attack action, and attack with a one-handed weapon you can use a bonus action to attack with a hand crossbow that you are holding defensive duelist your prerequisite here is your dexterity needs to be 13 or higher when you're wielding a finesse weapon with which you are proficient and another creature hits you with a melee attack you can use your reaction to add your proficiency bonus to your ac for that attack potentially causing the attack to miss dual wielder your master fighting with two weapons gaining the following benefits. You gain a plus one bonus to AC while you are wielding a separate melee weapon in each hand. You can use two you can use two weapon fighting even when the one-handed melee weapon you are wielding aren't light. Uh, you can draw or stow two one-handed weapons when you are norm when you would normally be able to draw or stow only one. Dungeon Delver. Alert to the hidden traps and secret doors found in many dungeons, you gain the following benefits. You have advantage on wisdom, perception and intelligence investigation checks made to detect the presence of secret doors. You have advantage on saving throws made to avoid or resist traps. You have resistance to the damage dealt by traps and you can search for traps whilst travelling at a normal pace instead of only at a slow pace. Durable. Hardy and resilient, you gain the following benefits. You increase your constitution score by 1 to a maximum of 20. When you roll a hit die, you regain hit points. The, the minimum number of hit points you regain from the roll equals twice your constitution modifier, a minimum of 2. Elemental Adept, prerequisite. The ability to cast at least one spell. When you gain this feat, choose one of the following damage types, acid, cold, fire, lightning or thunder. Spells you cast ignore resistance to damage of the chosen type. In addition, when you roll damage for a spell, you cast that... Sorry, I'll read that again. In addition, when you roll... Sorry, when you roll damage for a spell you cast, that deals damage of that type, you can treat any one on a damage die as a two. You can select this feat multiple times. Each time you do so, you must choose a different damage type. Grappler. Prerequisite strength 13 or higher. You've developed the skills necessary to hold your own in close quarters grappling and you gain the following benefits. You have advantage on attack rolls against the creature you're grappling. You can use your, your action to try to pin a creature grappled by you. To do so, make another grapple check. If you succeed, you and the creature are both restrained until the grapple ends. Great Weapon Master. You've learned to put the weight of a weapon to your advantage, letting its momentum empower your strikes. You gain the following benefits. On your turn, 
When you score a critical hit with a melee weapon or reduce a creature to zero hit points with one, you can make one melee weapon attack as a bonus action. Before you make a melee attack with a heavy weapon that you are proficient with, you can choose to take a minus five penalty to the attack roll. If the attack hits, you add plus 10 to the attack's damage. That's tremendous. Uh, Healer, uh, you are are an able physician, allowing you to mend wounds quickly and get your allies back in the fight. You gain the following benefits. When you use your healer's kit to stabilize a dying creature, that creature also regains one hit point. As an action, you can spend one use of a healer's kit to tend to a creature and restore 1d6 plus 4 hit points to it, plus additional hit points equal to the creature's maximum number of hit dice. The creature can't regain hit points from this feat again until it finishes a short or long rest. Heavily armoured. Prerequisite. Proficiency with medium armour. You have trained to master the use of heavy armour, gaining the following benefits. You increase your strength score by 1 to a maximum of 20 and you gain proficiency with heavy armour. Heavy armour master. Prerequisite proficiency with heavy armour. You can use your armour to deflect strikes that would kill others. You gain the following benefits. You increase your strength score by 1 to a maximum of 20. And while you're wearing heavy armour, bludgeoning, piercing and slashing damage that you take from non-magical weapons is reduced by 3. Tremendous. Inspiring leader. Prerequisite charisma 13 or higher. You can spend 10 minutes inspiring your companions, shortening up shoring up their resolve to fight. When you do so, choose up to six friendly creatures, which can include yourself within 30 feet of you, who can see or hear you, and who can understand you. Each creature can gain temporary hit points equal to your level, plus your charisma modifier. A creature can't gain temporary hit points from this feat, again, until it has finished a short or long rest. Keen Mind. You have a mind that can trick that can track time, direction and detail with uncanny precision. You gain the following benefits. You increase your intelligence score by 1 to a maximum of 20. You always know which way is north. You always know the number of hours left before the next sunrise or sunset and you can accurately recall anything you have seen or heard within the past month. Oh, DM would love that one. Lightly armoured. You have trained to master the use of light armour, gaining the following benefits. So you increase your strength or dexterity score by 1 to a maximum of 20 and you gain proficiency with light armour. Linguist. You have studied languages and codes, gaining the following benefits. You increase your intelligence score by 1 to a maximum of 20. You learn three languages of your choice and you can ably create written ciphers. Others can't decipher a code you create unless you teach them and they succeed on an intelligence check. The DC is equal to your intelligence score plus your proficiency bonus, or they use magic or to decipher it. Lucky, you have the inexplicable luck that seems to kick in at just the right moments. You have three luck points. Whenever you make an attack roll, an ability check, or a saving throw, you can spend one luck point to roll an additional d20. You can choose to spend one or of your luck points after you roll the die, but before the outcome is determined. You choose which of the d20s is used for the attack roll, ability check, or saving throw. 
You can also spend one luck point when an attack roll is made against you. Roll a d20 and then choose whether the attack uses the attacker's roll or yours. If more than one creature spends a luck point to influence the outcome of a roll, the points cancel each other out no additional dice are rolled. You regain your expanded luck points when you finish a long rest. Mage Slayer. You have practiced techniques useful in melee combat against spellcasters, gaining the following benefits. When a creature within 5 feet of you casts a spell, you can use your reaction to make a melee weapon attack against that creature. When you damage a creature that is concentrating on a spell, that creature has disadvantage on saving throws it makes to maintain its concentration and you have advantage on saving throws against spells cast by creatures within five feet of you magic initiate initiate choose a class bard cleric druid sorcerer warlock or wizard you learn two cantrips of your choice from that spell that class's spell list in addition choose one first level spell to learn from that same list using this feat you can cast the spell once at its lowest lowest level and you must finish a long rest before you can cast it in this way again your spell casting ability for these spells depends on the class you choose so charisma for a bard sorcerer or warlock wisdom for cleric or druid or intelligence for a wizard martial adept you have Martial training that allows you to perform special combat maneuvers. You gain the following benefits. You learn two maneuvers of your choice from among those available to the battle master archetype in the fighter class. If a maneuver you use requires your target to make a saving throw to resist the maneuver's effects, the saving throw DC equals 8 plus your proficiency bonus plus your strength or dexterity modifier you choose. You gain one superiority die, which is a D6. This die is added to any superiority dice you have from another source. This dice is used to fuel your maneuvers. A superiority die is expanded when you use it. You regain your expended superiority dice when you finish a short or long rest. Medium Armor Master. Proficiency in medium armor is a prerequisite. You have practiced moving in medium armor to gain the following benefits. Wearing medium armor doesn't impose disadvantages on your your dexterity stealth checks. And when you wear medium armor, you can add three rather than two to your AC if you have a dexterity of 16 or higher. Mobile. You are exceptionally speedy or agile. You gain the following benefits. Your speed increases by 10 feet. When you use the dash action, difficult terrain doesn't cost you extra movement on your turn. And when you make a melee attack against the creature, you don't provoke opportunity attacks from that creature for the rest of the turn, whether you hit or not. Moderately armoured proficiency with light armour is required. You have trained to master the use of medium armour and shields, gaining the following benefits. You increase your strength or dexterity score by 1 to a maximum of 20, and you gain proficiency with medium armour and shields. Mounted combatant. You are a dangerous foe to face while mounted. While you are mounted and aren't incapacitated, you gain the following benefits. You have advantage on melee attack rolls against any unmounted creature that is smaller than your mount. You can force an attack targeted at your mount to be targeted at you instead. If your mount is subjected to an effect that allows it to make a dexterity saving throw to take only half damage, it instead takes no damage if it succeeds on the saving throw and only half damage if it fails. Observant. 
Quick to notice details of your environment, you gain the following benefits. You increase your intelligence or wisdom score by 1 to a maximum of 20. If if you can see a creature's mouth while it's speaking a language you understand, you can interpret interpret what it's saying by reading its lips. And you have a plus 5 bonus to your passive wisdom, perception and passive intelligence investigation scores. Polar Master. You gain the following benefits. When you take the attack action and attack with only a glaive, halberd or quarterstaff, you use a bonus action to make a melee attack with the opposite end of the weapon. This attack uses the same ability modifier as the primary attack. The weapon's damage die for this attack is D4 and it deals bludgeoning damage. While you're wielding a glaive, halberd, pike or quarterstaff, other creatures provoke an opportunity attack from you when they enter the reach you have with that weapon. Resilient. Choose one ability score. You gain the following benefits. Uh, Increase the chosen ability score by one to a maximum of 20. You gain proficiency in saving throws using that chosen ability. Amazing. Ritual caster. You have a prerequisite intelligence of wisdom 13 or higher is required. You have learned a number of spells that you can cast as rituals. These spells are written in a ritual book, which you must have in hand while casting one of them. When you choose this feat, you acquire a ritual book holding two first-level spells of your choice. Choose one of the following classes, Bard, Cleric, Druid, Sorcerer, Warlock, or Wizard. You must choose your spells from that class's spell list, and the spells you choose from must have the ritual tag. The class you choose also determines your spellcasting ability for these spells. Charisma for a bard, sorcerer or warlock, and wisdom for the cleric or druid, or intelligence for a wizard. If you come across a spell in written form, such as a magical spell scroll or a wizard's spell book, you might be able to add it to your ritual book. The spell must be on the spell list for the class you choose. The spell's level can be no higher than half your level rounded up, and it must have the ritual tag. The process of copying the spell into your ritual book takes 2 hours per level of the spell and costs 50 gold pieces per level. The cost represents material components you expend as you experiment with the spell to master it, as well as the fine inks you need to record it. Savage Attacker. Once per day, when you roll damage for a melee weapon attack, you can re-roll the weapon's damage dice and use either total. Sentinel. You have mastered techniques to take advantage of every drop in an enemy's guard, gaining the following benefits. When you hit a creature with an opportunity attack, the creature's speed becomes zero for the rest of the turn. Creatures provoke opportunity attacks from you even if they take disadvantage action before leaving your reach. And when a creature within five feet of you makes an attack against a target other than you, and that target doesn't have this feat, you can use your reaction to make a melee weapon attack against the attacking creature. Sharpshooter. You have mastered ranged weapons and can make shots that others find impossible. You gain the following benefits. Attacking at long range doesn't impose disadvantage on your ranged weapon attack rolls. Your ranged weapon attacks ignore half cover and three quarters cover. 
and before you make an attack with a ranged weapon that you are proficient with, you can choose to take a minus 5 penalty on to the attack roll. If the attack hits, you gain you can add plus 10 to the attack's damage. Shieldmaster. You use shields not just for protection but also for offence. You gain the following benefits while you are wielding a shield. If you take the attack action on your turn, you can use a bonus action to try to shove a creature within 5 feet of you with your shield. You, If you aren't incapacitated, you can add your shield's AC bonus to any dexterity saving throw you make against a spell or other harmful effect that targets only you. If you are subjected to an effect that allows you to make a dexterity saving throw to make to take only half damage, you can use your reaction to take no damage if you succeed on the saving throw. Interposing your shield between yourself and the source of the effect. Skilled. You gain proficiency in any combination of three skills or tools of your choice. Skulker. The prerequisite here is you have a dexterity of 13 or higher. You are expert at slinking through shadows. You gain the following benefits. You can try to hide when you are lightly obscured from the creature from which you're trying to hide. Uh, when you are hidden from a creature and miss it with a ranged weapon attack, making the attack doesn't reveal your position. Dim light doesn't impose disadvantage on your wisdom perception checks relying on sight. Spell Sniper. Prerequisite, the ability to cast at least one spell. You have learned techniques to enhance your attacks with certain kinds of spells, gaining the following benefits. When you cast a spell that requires you to make an attack roll, the spell's range is doubled. Your ranged spell attacks ignore half cover and three quarters cover, and you learn one cantrip that requires an attack roll. Choose the cantrip from the Bard, Cleric, Druid, Sorcerer, Warlock, or Wizard spell list. Your spell casting ability for the cantrip depends on the spell list you choose from. Charisma for Bard, Sorcerer, or Warlock, Wisdom for Cleric or Druid, or Intelligence for Wizard. Tavern Brawler. Accustomed to rough and tumble fighting using whatever weapons happen to be at hand, you gain the following benefits. You increase your strength or constitution score by 1 to a maximum of 20. You're proficient with improvised weapons. Your unarmored strike uses a d4 for damage. And when you hit a creature with an unarmed strike or an improvised weapon on your turn, you can use a bonus action to, to attempt to grapple the target. Tough. Your hit point maximum increases by an amount equal to twice your level when you gain this feat. Whenever you gain a level thereafter, your hit point maximum increases by an additional two hit points. Warcaster. The ability to cast at least one spell here is a prerequisite. You have practiced spell. You have spec. You have practiced casting spells in the midst of combat. Learn techniques that grant you the following benefits. You have advantage on constitution saving throws that you make to maintain your concentration on a spell when you take damage. You can perform the somatic components of spells even when you have weapons or shields in one of both your hands. And when a hostile creature's movement provokes an opportunity attack from you, you can use your reaction to cast a spell at the creature rather than making an opportunity attack. The spell must have a casting time of one action and must target only that creature. 
Weapon Master. You have practiced extensively with a variety of weapons gaining the following benefits. You increase your strength or dexterity score by 1 to a maximum of 20 and you gain proficiency with 4 weapons of your choice. Each one must be a simple or a martial weapon. And that right there is all the feats for when you're in Dungeons and Dragons. After reading through all of them, there's quite a lot to take in. So if you didn't get all of that there or couldn't sit through all of that in one sitting, I don't blame you. There's a lot to think about. Again, they've, they've obviously tried to cover as much as possible for each class and make it that there's, there's you know, decent feats there for, for different uh, types of play, different types of characters. Um, I really like the lucky one. I always like lucky um, because it's a good way of like changing a role whenever something is going really bad. Um, but it's up to you. It, it, I would say that taking feats, a, a lot of these feats here, the game is basically saying instead of using uh, increasing one of your your ability scores uh, when when you're only given that choice you can actually take one of these feats but you see that some of these feats in, include being able to increase your ability score usually your strength or dexterity um so yeah i would say as well trading off um an ability score improvement for being able to cast spells that aren't necessarily in relation to your class is a pretty decent trade-off as well. I didn't know that was a thing. <laughs> I'm learning so much from doing this series. Um, so anyway, that's that for today. If you have any questions, you can contact me on Twitter. My uh, username is at JasonDM14. I also put a wee link to it in the description for this podcast. If you would like to follow any of the adventures that I'm releasing, you can go to my Twitter and find them there, but you can also go to the DMs Guild. And if you just type in JasonDM or the latest one that I've released is the Tomb of the Headstone Helm, any money that you give towards that. Uh, goes immediately to working with kids with learning disabilities to help them enjoy playing D&D and continue to develop their social skills. Um, other than that, uh, I would just like to say thank you for... I'm, I'm noticing that there's more people starting to follow now and more listeners. Thank you so much for following and if you have any recommendations or anything that you would like me to cover, please feel free to leave me a message either through whichever app that you're listening on i believe if you're on anchor you can leave me messages but if you want you can come to my twitter and just leave me a direct message and i'm happy to get back to you and um, other than that i hope you're having a great day and thank you for your time bye